Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Hey, let me tell you something. You're listening to Roundtable Sports Talk, bringing you the latest, hottest, and up-to-date sports news across the world with your hosts, Austin and Brett. I know you're going to dig this. So that'll we'll throw ourselves into the NFL now. Talk about last night's game. Last night's game, um, I swear to God, <laughs> I'm tired of seeing the Niners play football and Oakland. At least it wasn't Niners Cardinals. But uh, the Niners did start a new quarterback last night. I don't remember his name. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Is he a rookie? Has he been around for a while and just been slept on? Uh, let's see here. I'm not sure. But he came out and broke the record for... His debut as a Niner, he threw for three touchdowns. No one else has done that. No Montana, no Young. He, so I'm not sure. 23, so he's... So he's probably a rookie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because um, they, they passed up. Um, uh, someone passed him up to get someone else. I just saw it the other I don't day. know where he's from. Or what's, oh, he went to... Um, old, did he go to Ole Miss? Oh, let me Google this real quick. Or did he go to Southern Mississippi? Or the same? I can't remember. Yeah, he went to whatever school Brett Favre went to. Because um, they did like a phone interview after the game, and he apparently broke all of Favre's records at um, the school. Uh, Derek Carr went 16. Okay, if you don't know the score, it was 34-3 Niners. It was a terrible game. Um, Derek Carr went 16-21-171. No touchdowns, no picks. And apparently they brought in A.J. McCarron at the end. Doug Martin had 50 yards rush in. He played at Ole Miss. Uh, okay, it was Ole Miss, yeah. Yeah. And then the young cat, Nick Mullins, went 16-22, 262, and three touchdowns. Looked great. Remember, this is Oakland, who's traded away every good player they've ever had. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Mostert, whoever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, 86 yards in a TD for the Niners. Matt Breda, 12 for 44. Matt Breda wasn't even supposed to play last night. Yeah, he was questionable. Um, so the Raiders suck. John Gruden's 1-7 as a head coach. I think he fooled everybody because he was an announcer for 10 years, and that apparently makes you a good head coach. He wasn't even that good of a head coach when he was a head coach. I know he won a Super Bowl, but please name one season other than 2002 when you remember him being good. I know we were young. Zero. But, I mean, what when he... Well, when he coached Oakland at some the first did he coach Oakland the first time? Yeah. At some point, I believe. And then lost to Brady. I think that was the Tuck Rule game. And the snow, but whatever. John Gruden, bad head coach. Uh they gave him a hundred million dollars. <laughs> and then, then he came out and doubled down last night and he was like, We're building a championship football team here. Like, no, nah, you're you're building like the first overall draft pick team here. If you can't beat the 49ers, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. And then they came out and said, because I know there was rumors of them dealing Derek Carr. Then they came out and said, We're keeping Derek Carr. He's our future. La di da da la 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 la. That, anyway. That Raiders offensive line is awful. The whole he team's awful. Getting- the front office is awful. The fans are awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because then they're going to Vegas. <laughs> Have you seen the stadium? It looks no. nice. Does it? Yeah, that'll be the only thing nice about the Raiders next year. So, Quick big try. week. Yeah, big, big week in the it. NFL. It was the trade deadline week. There's so many uh, a lot of trades. Well, a lot of big names got moved around. Moved around. Yeah. Um, oh, do you have it all in front of you? I know yeah. you posted it the other day, you. which you guys need to go check out our Instagram and our Facebook and our Twitter and everything else so you can keep up what we talk about during the week because I just have random thoughts sometimes and... I tweet, and I need more responses because, you know, JP's always got something slick to say. <laughs> so, haha, Clinton that's got traded to the Redskins. Yes, the Green Bay Packers gave away probably their best defensive player outside of Clay Matthews yeah, best to safety. the Redskins. Um, for a 2019 fourth-round pick. 
a fourth round pick for Hog Clinton Dix. One of the, I mean, I know Nick Saban safeties don't do amazingly well outside of, you know, once they leave him. But Ha Ha and Landry, um, Landon Collins have been, I think, like amazing, if, at least to NFL standards. I mean, they haven't. What is Green Bay doing? I think they're trying to be like, hey, let's get rid of everybody. So when Aaron Rodgers wins, he's praised. And then when we lose, we can be like, oh, yeah, well, our front office is stupid and uh, we don't have any players anymore. I don't know. They're three, three and one, and they're about to be three, four and one when Tom Brady whoops them up on Sunday night. But we'll, we'll get, get to that yeah. later on. Uh, our beloved Jaguars trade away Dante Fowler. Bye bye, Dante, former Florida Gator. I really, really was hyped for you coming out of college, and then you blew your knee out, and then you came out last season, and Yannick Ngakwe blew you out the water. And now this year, you and him are pretty similar, but he's going to the Rams. You are now going to go to a Super Bowl contending team, so you probably can't cry too much. And he's probably going to start. He doesn't even start for Jacksonville. So the compensation of that was a 2019 third-round pick and a 2020 fifth-round pick. And two two separate seasons, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the Jags are up to seven draft picks next year, which is what you're supposed to get anyway. But, you know, they've been dealing a lot lately. Uh, Packers also trade away Ty Montgomery. To the Ravens. Um, if you don't know who Ty Montgomery is, he's the one who fumbled the kickoff return that he brought out of the end zone last week to lose to the Rams. And then Aaron Rodgers threw him under the bus to the media and, and was like, yeah, traded. he was supposed to need that ball. Maybe that's why he got traded. And yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers went and cried straight to the front office and was like, please get rid of him. I still can't believe they got rid of Ha Clinton Dix. I mean, yeah, Ha was a good player. But um, I guess they're like, well, if we score 50 a game, we can give up 47. So who cares about defense? It's like college football. Golden Tate got traded to the Eagles. Oh, Golden. Oh, he was praising. I'm free. Yeah. I don't know what I mean, Detroit's the, doing. The That's... Lions are just disappointing every single season with all the weapons they have. They did beat the Patriots, though. Yeah, but they, I mean, if you think about the Detroit Lions, what do you think about? Calvin Johnson and he's been gone for like three years so that's what you know the Lions yeah it's a terrible organization too and um, they've traded away a bunch of their players he's got to compete with Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar and Zach Ertz well Ertz is always going to be the red zone guy which uh, Philly's on a bye this week yeah but Alshon is just pretty much a red zone threat anymore I haven't seen Alshon catch a ball between the 20s this year I don't think I'm pretty sure Alshon yeah. has a touchdown. Yeah, he's caught the balls inside the 20. Oh, that's what you said. I thought you said he didn't. No, uh, he hasn't okay. caught a ball in between the 20s this uh, year, I think. Okay. That's where Algalore and Ertz really come in. Got you. Okay. Um, he, I mean, the Eagles, they're not quite a dumpster fire this season. I mean, they're they're barely floating. They're keeping their heads above water. But you think the reigning Super Bowl champs that came back with arguably even like a better roster is crap. With they've just struggled. I mean, I know <clears throat> I know Carson didn't play early, and they're missing a Jai. Yeah, they are. They are hurting, and Blunt's gone. Or, no, yeah. Blunt's Blunt's gone. He plays for Detroit. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, both your running backs from last season are gone. So they are hurting a little bit. Like I said, Carson didn't play early. Then when he did come back, he didn't play well. So you know, halfway through the season, you know, I'd give them like a C plus for how they're playing this year. Yeah, it's more like a D. <laughs> well. Uh, D-Train got traded to the Texans, which I thought was a good move. Demarius Thomas, at one point, was the most electrifying wideout in this league, besides like Antonio Brown. And that was because he could catch a screen at any point from Peyton Manning and just go to the crib. No questions asked. And since Peyton's left, they've struggled with finding a QB to get him the ball. 
Uh, his numbers have dropped. He's getting older. But he's going to fit in beautifully in Houston. Uh, since Will Fuller just got hurt. Yep. And the what's, yes, that sucks. That Will Fuller tore his, I think it's ACL. Yeah. So, you know, the now. ACL tires have been deadly. Yeah. And now, you know, if you're going to play Houston, it's like, okay, well, we're going to double DeAndre. But now we got this like six, 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 seven, probably 220, two, you know, 230 wide out on the other side that can go for a jump ball. He's still quick. Um, Lamar Miller has been playing very well for Houston. He's been getting some hundred yard gains. Yep. Um, who do they have? They have Denver this week. That's right. Cause D train has to play his former team right away. So he'll feel at home. Um, Denver, if they can get this win, which they're in the AFC West, so they have no shot with KC and the chargers. So their season's pretty much a wash already. Um, but I would hope Denver can win. So that pulls Houston a little bit closer back to Tennessee in our division. <laughs> but, um, is there any other? That's all the major trades I saw. I know Tennessee or Tennessee. I know Jacksonville signed Landry Jones, formerly of the Steelers, as a third string quarterback. That was a safety precaution, I guess, for his shoulder for Blake. I guess. So when yeah, Blake, no, you that's know, putting Blake on notice. What's going to happen is, is what's it's Landry Jones. He's terrible as a backup quarterback anyway. So I don't know. Everyone wanted. Every, all the Jaguars fans wanted. Jacksonville to go out and like make a move at quarterback. And you don't do that in a week. You don't go from like Blake's our guy to to two weeks later, like, oh, we want to trade him. Like, first of all, no one's going to give you anything for Blake. And second of all, there's no quarterbacks out there. It's Teddy Bridgewater or Tyrod, really, that, you know, I think could maybe control the offense. Tyrod wouldn't turn the ball over as much and he could get away from pressure because the offensive line's been struggling. It's a better offensive line than um, Denver or um, Seattle Cleveland. or Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. Other quarterbacks in this league have bad O lines, and they get away and make plays. Blake just turns the ball over, and that's their downfall. But um, they have a bye this week, so they can figure it out. Yep. Jacksonville's off, so I don't know what Jags fans are going to watch. They'll probably go watch the other team. Like, who are the Jags fans going to like? What bandwagon are they going to jump on now that the Jags suck? Like, it could be Seattle because they're sitting at four and three. So there could be like a resurgence of Seattle fans here pretty soon. Um, we'll keep tabs on that. Just let you guys know. My bandwagon this year, other than Tennessee, because that's my main. You know, that's that, that's my team. But we're never that good. So I, you know, I'm I'm gonna roll with my Super Bowl pick this year. The Chargers. Chargers look good. They got to play Seattle, and they have Seattle in Seattle. So this is a big statement mm. game for Philip Rivers, who's balling this year statistically. Um, and since it is halfway through the season. I would like to acknowledge these statistic leaders throughout the season. I know I talked about doing this, you know, last week. I run through it really fast. Um, obviously, week nine, so we're halfway through. Most teams have all played eight games, or they're going to play their eighth game this season or this season this week. Um, kind of weird if you look at it. I don't think anybody would have guessed this um, before the season. If you would have guessed who's going to lead in pass yards, you'd probably say Big Ben. Tom, Brady, Tom, Aaron, right? None of them are in the top five. You have Patrick Mahomes with just over 2,500 yards leading, which obviously out of nowhere because he's new. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, second Minnesota, which they're like three and four. So they're, yeah. Jared Goff, third, which obviously LA's biggest player is Todd Gurley, but because of Todd, LA goes over the top a lot. You have Eli Manning at 2,300, almost 2,400 yards. 
They're like one and six, but he's still slinging it. Uh, then Matt Ryan, which their team's also really bad, but he's averaging like 350 yards a game. So he's fifth with twenty, just over 2,300 yards. So there's your top five. Um, rushing yards, Gurley is your halfway through the season leader at an even 800 yards. Ezekiel Elliott is second with 619. James Conner for Pitt, subbing in for Le'Veon pretty daggum well yeah, with 600 balling. yards. Then Kareem Hunt, who, you Balls. know, he's balling. I feel like that's quiet for him. I expect a little more out of him. But he's fourth. And then maybe the comeback player of the year. AP. AP, my son. I doubted you. I bashed you. Yeah, we bashed I called you old. I said you'd be lucky to get 200 yards on the season. I think we bashed him like the first episode. Oh, yeah. Like the first the first episode we've done this season or this year or about this season. It was right before the season started. We were like, you I didn't think he'd start over Chris Thompson. And now this man's got 587 yards. Fifth. And rushing yards this season. If he keeps playing around, he might get the title. What? Um, and Washington's like five and three. Yeah, they're balling. That's it's. I'm I'm a shock. Like he I will that, admit, I was that, completely wrong about Adrian Peterson. He had that beautiful 82 yard touchdown. He had a big run last week. He's just he's a workhorse man. And Alex Smith is doing a good job, not destroying that offense. <laughs> Washington. I, I don't think they're going to make it far in the playoffs, but I, they got a good chance to win that NFC East. Not to do. Um, receiving yards. Some people would have guessed this because of how last season went, but Adam Thelian's leading with 925 yards. He just took that from Julio this past week. Julio is at 812. Was there a touchdown my head? With no touchdowns, yes. Julio cannot find the end zone, but neither can the Atlanta, Atlanta. as the team. DeAndre Hopkins, third with 789. Balls. Odell Beckham, 785. Balls so for the team. They can't win. Him and Eli are still doing it. And then somehow... Mike Evans is finding a quarterback every weekend to throw him the football because he's okay, sitting well, fifth. You got to figure he had. Well, he's had Fitz Magic for the first three or four games. Well, he, like they've had a totality of Fitz Magic for like four games, and then like two games where he was really bad, and then like a game or two really bad from Jameis, which he did get benched the third quarter last week. Yes, and Fitz Magic was still alive. And Fitz Magic is a starter this week. Um, so that's the offensive side. If you care about defense at all, the leading tackler is the rookie Darius Leonard from Indianapolis with 88 tackles. Kiko Alonso, Miami second. Uh, Buda Baker for Arizona fourth. And Anthony Hitchens fifth. Fred Warner was third. I skipped him. Um, all above 70 tackles. Sacks on the year. No surprise here. Aaron Darnold, Darnold is the first one to double digits with 10 sacks. Even though the defense sucks. Well, I don't know. I've been watching. Like, their defense is getting a lot of praise. Well, not in the beginning of the season. Well, like the first four or five weeks. I think they've tightened up lately. Um, I mean, they had a shootout kind of with the Packers last week, though. Yeah. But. Which they did win by two. Yes. Um, or three. So, Dan, and then Danielle Hunter for Minnesota. I'm not sure who that even is, but he has Never eight. Um, two through four is all tied with eight sacks. So, it's Daniel Hunter, Von Miller, J.J. Watt, and Jace, Jason Pierre-Paul for Tampa Bay. Boy, J, JPP coming with nine fingers, eight fingers. Um, I think he lost two fingers. It's probably yeah, probably. And then um, your interception leader through eight weeks is DJ Swearinger from Washington with four. Darren Lee with the Jets is third. Harrison Smith from Minnesota. Well, it's not Darren Lee's second with three. Harrison Smith is also second with three. And Sean Williams from Cincy and Jesse Bates from Cincy also with three interceptions on the season. Hey, look, Jalen Ramsey is on an interception. Jalen has. I think the whole Jack Stevens has two. I think Jalen has one. Well, they might have three. I think Jalen has one, Gibson has one, and Miles Jack has one, I believe. 
Um, your touchdown leader through eight weeks, give me just a moment, Todd Gurley. is Todd Gurley with 11 rushing and four receiving touchdowns. Um, Kareem Hunt, five and five rushing receptions. Melvin Mel- Gordon. Melvin Gordon, six rushing, three receiving. So all running backs. Hey, look, James Conner. James Conner with nine. Who? Le'Veon who? Le'Veon who? Uh, Alvin Kamara with seven and then two receiving. Antonio Brown, eight receiving. So he's your first wide out. Uh, James White for New England, six receiving and two running because all they do is throw to James White. Tyreek Hill with seven receiving. Eric Ebron from Indy with seven receiving. And Saquon, five rushing, two receiving. It's a shame they have statistical leaders on that team, but they can't win. <sighs> I know. Terrible. Y'all need to do um, something. AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen, Devontae Adams, all tied with six receptions for touchdown. Also, Tyler Lockett and Calvin Ridley with six. DJX has five altogether. AP has five on the season, four rushing, one receiving. Um, yeah. So, that is- Cooper Cup would have more than just five if he wouldn't have got hurt. <laughs> Manuel Sanders only has four. Who else down here? Alshon's got four. T.Y. only has four. So, your leaders, really, it's, you know, you're leading, which I guess normally it's running backs that lead for touchdowns most of the time. And it's going to be Gurley. Yeah, I mean, Gurley's just, you got 15 all together this year. It's, you know, Kareem Hunt's only got 10. So, that's, you know, Gurley, you're not going to slow Gurley. I mean, he might slow down a little bit this week against uh, the Saints, but that's going to be a shootout. And, okay, I need to get to... Let's see. That's scoring. Really, no other. Really, no other statistics. You can probably. Yeah, go no. Over. I mean, that's just that's just your leaders. You know, throughout through eight weeks, it's interesting to see. You know, at least there's good games this week. At least all the night games are decent. The day games suck. <laughs> well, yeah. there is one divisional matchup that would be good: Carolina and Tampa. Ah, uh, yes. It depends on what uh, fits mag- fits magic we get. <laughs> Oh, I did want to look at team statistics really fast. Good. Um, we'll look at total offense to see who has the best total offense, which is obviously Rams. L.A., then Kansas City, and then, if you believe it or not, Tampa, then San Fran. Yes. San Fran is the fourth best offense in the league, and they suck. With a third-string quarterback. Uh, worst offense in the league is Arizona, and then my Tennessee Titans, right there behind them in 31st. Where's the Jags? Uh, Jacksonville is dun, 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 16th, so they're in the middle of the pack. It's not bad. New England sixth, Denver eight. Uh, where's Green Bay? Green Bay's thirteenth best offense. Giants are fifteenth. Chargers are seventeenth, and they're playing well. Oh goodness gracious! So yeah, no surprise there that the Rams and Chiefs are leading in total yards. Shocking. Uh, and then your total defense. I do want to look at this and just see where everyone falls, and then I'm done with my stats. I'm going to guess that. If I had to guess defense, I'd say. I would say Minnesota. No, I saw it today that they're not at the top. Dallas. The best defensive team? Total yards. Oh, total yards. Okay. Which I've said about this on here before total yards should not determine how good a defense is. Because you can no. give up 1,000 yards from the 20 to the 20, but if you don't let them into the end zone, you'll win football games. Agreed. That's why I think Red Star defense and points per game tells the tale. But uh, Dallas, Washington, Seattle is your top three in yards allowed. Tennessee is sixth, so our defense is lit. Jacksonville is ninth. Pittsburgh, tenth. Um, where is New England? 
They are 26th in total defense. Well, that's that's always been their game, you know. Mm-hmm. Kansas City, 31st in total defense. Where were the Rams since we – oh, actually, oh, Minnesota's 17th. The Rams are 15th, so they're both middle-of-the-pack defense. It's weird. Um, but if you look at points uh, – do we have points for game here? Points for game per game, Dallas is giving up – ah, that's good, too. They're only giving up 17 points per game. Baltimore, 17 per game. Tennessee, 18 per game. Seattle, 18 per game. Um, who's giving up the most? I got 31 for Oakland a game that they're giving up. 30 for Atlanta a game they're giving up. So those are your two worst defenses as far as points. Where are our Jaguars? They give up 21 a game. Chargers give up 23 a game. And the Chiefs give up... Tw- oh, sorry. That was the Chargers. Where are the Rams? The Rams give up 19 a game. And the Chiefs give up 25 a game. So the Rams defense is not doing terrible. Yeah, I mean... So that's just some quick, quick uh, stat. I don't know if it was quick, but that's you know halfway through the season, they're your leaders. It's definitely shocking to see where people are. Well, it's like you you know you got teams that aren't playing well, but they're at the top of statistics just because there's garbage time. And then there's teams like Tennessee with a really good defense. Like Tennessee hasn't allowed a rusher to go over 85 yards this year. That's pretty good. But we're, and they're going up against Zeke this week. Yeah, too. and but we're three and four and on the verge of having an irrelevant season. Um, real quick. Last thing to wrap this up, uh, we're just going to look ahead to the week. Like Brett was saying, Tampa Carolina is probably going to be your actually the most watched game all Sunday. You know what it's going to be? It's Green Bay, New England. No, no, like 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 one o'clock games. Oh no, it's going to be the Chiefs and uh, Kansas City. Chiefs, I mean, I mean Chiefs and Browns. Chiefs and Browns. Yes, because everyone wants to see Baker, and then obviously the Chiefs are just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Baker's sitting. Well, the team's at two five and one. I don't want to hear that he's the savior anymore. We did not talk about Hugh Jackson getting fired. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, Cleveland let him go this week. Which is the funniest thing to me because Cleveland has a winless season like two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Still sucked last season. And they're doing halfway average this year. And they've won like, two okay. games and they've won two games in nine weeks or eight weeks. It's the best they've done in like three years. And you're going to fire the guy. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you have two winless or close to two winless seasons and you mm-hmm. just now decide to give them away? Yeah, and then that's even what Hugh Jackson came out and said yesterday. He was talking all kinds of crap, like, oh, they prematurely fired me, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, dude, just, you know, let it go. You suck. You have wonder, ruined. Oh, didn't we? Who? Oh, it was JP. No. Did you do the poll of who would be Cleveland's head coach? Was that you? Oh, I did. Did anybody vote on that? I didn't even look. Yeah, I said it. Um, yeah, hold on. I get it. Is it on our Twitter or my Twitter? It's on the yeah, I did a poll on Facebook I'm, or on Twitter. I'm not sure how many votes I ended up getting because, you know. It is relevant. But, um, yeah, so who's going to be the next head coach for them? I said, Jim, I said, will it be Jim Swartz, which I think is the. Okay, here I got you. Okay. Uh, Lincoln Riley, who the Oklahoma head coach. Which was Baker's head coach at Oklahoma. Uh, Jim Swartz, the Eagles defensive coordinator. No one voted for him. Well, the reason that he, because last year he got, like, promoted from whatever he was to the Eagles to be the D coordinator this year. Yeah. So he's trying to climb the tree. Um, Josh McDaniels, the New England offensive coordinator. Which, if you remember him, he was supposed to go to Indianapolis last season, and which, then the day he was supposed to go and sign papers, he is like, nah, never mind. I'm going to stay here in New England. And then, obviously, the other category. So so how many – let me see. How many votes did they get? Nine. Uh, yeah, a whole nine votes. Thanks, um, guys. If you did vote, appreciate it. Uh, Lincoln Riley was the most voted – and then Josh McDaniels. Oh, and, and then, then I put other on there also. So yeah. um, 
in case it wasn't wasn't one of those. I'd love to see Lincoln Riley. Uh, me and JP talked about it. If he could come over, you know, to the NFL and you know make the jump. Like Pete Carroll made the jump. He's been able to do it. Obviously, Nick Saban tried it years ago, and you know it was terrible. The NFL is a different animal. Um, I don't know. I mean, Lincoln Riley could probably do it because if you come over here and you can score points in college, and I mean, Chip Kelly tried it, and it worked for like a half a season, and then it fell. Like like the NFL, like they figure stuff out so quickly. Like as soon as the opponent gets film on you and they can study what you do, they can just destroy you. I mean, it's just like Baker, and like the only the only one they haven't been able to figure out this year is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Like, and Andy Reid is a genius. That's why the Chiefs are so well, but. The NFL is a smart league. These smart guys that coach these teams and watch this film, and that's why it's so hard to win. You know, Josh McDaniels. I'd really like to see him maybe take control of a franchise like that and just see if he could turn Baker around. Um, I bet you he could. At least as an offensive coordinator, I think he definitely could turn that team around. Well, I think he's at the point now where he wants to be like, like he either wants to be an OC. I think he really wants to be the head coach in New England. Never when happened. Belichick leaves. So there's no talent. He might jump the gun and go. I mean, they'll probably give him like a billion dollars to go over there. And um, one day while I'm alive, I think the Cleveland Browns will be a playoff team. I could see it. So um, any other big games this week? Like we were talking about the one o'clock games kind of suck. Uh, Atlanta, Washington, that one might be decent to watch. Detroit, Minnesota. I mean, I think they're picking Detroit. To, some people are picking Detroit to upset that game. Jets, Dolphins. Jets, Dolphins. Dolphins trying to save their season. Uh, Buffalo Bears. Buffalo needs that game just to go five and three. Which the Pitt Baltimore game probably be one of the better ones. Um, yeah, that's a because that's, that's probably for the division. Well, and then Cincy, like they're all pretty much almost tied for the um, division lead. So that'll be a good game. All the four o'clock games are good, man. All the four o'clock games are. I mean, you got Houston, Denver. That'll be good. Chargers, Chargers, Seattle. Rams, Saints, and, Green Bay, and then Green Bay, New England is your Sunday right. night game. And then Monday is Tennessee at Dallas. We'll see how that goes. Um, so I've been hearing all week long. I don't want to drag this out too much longer, but I did want to talk about this. What you got? Which, and we did talk about this earlier, you know, you know, 20 shows ago. But, you know, 12 versus 12, Brady versus Rodgers. We've all been cheated the past 15 years. <laughs> At some point in our lives, we should have seen a New England and Green Bay Super Bowl with these two quarterbacks. The problem is, is since Aaron Rodgers has become a starter in, like, what did we say it was, 2007 or something? Tom yes. Brady has been in, like, five Super Bowls, and Rodgers has been in one. One single Super so Bowl. So Brady's held up his end of the bargain. He's gotten there. Yeah. Rodgers can't figure it out but one time. And I don't even know where Tom Brady was that year, because that was, like, 2000 and. 10? I think it was 2010. Got you. Obviously, Green Bay beat the Steelers. You know, they they handed Big Ben a Super Bowl loss. Rodgers finally got his ring. Um, But I've heard all the debates all week, and everyone knows. 2010 is when they went. Okay, so that's what I thought it was. It's just the debate. It's kind of like the Jordan and, you know, LeBron thing. Now Aaron Rodgers is because it was like Brady versus Montana. Yeah. Then Brady got his first first ring, and that debate went out the window. Now it's like Brady versus Rodgers, and I don't think it's like necessary at all. You're talking about five rings versus one ring. You know, it's you know, when it comes to basketball, I think LeBron is a better player than MJ. 
But when you look at a whole, MJ had the much more successful career. You turn around and you look at this. Tom Brady's been to eight Super Bowls. Rodgers has been to one. Brady has had a more successful career. Which Aaron said that when they Yes, and, and, and Aaron's not fighting. Aaron knows Brady's the GOAT. It's all these people out here that are like, well, Rodgers can run around and do a backflip and tiptoe on the sideline and throw it sidearm 97 yards. That doesn't win you Super Bowls. I'm sorry. That's just luck. Like, how many times in a season do we see Aaron Rodgers do something amazing at the end of the game because it's a close game? Probably like seven times a year. How many times do we see Brady do that? None, because his team's well in command, and he doesn't have to have all these come-from-behind wins. You can blame it on the defense, blame it on the coaching, blame it on the you know the, the franchise and the owners all you want. Blame it on the water boy. I mean, Tom Brady's games are in well within his grasp when he wins, where Aaron Rodgers has to, have to do a lot of come-from-behind bull crap because he can't get it done early in the game. Um, you know, and, and Aaron is, you know, he is the, probably right now, the most athletic, the, you know, the most doing this quarterback in the game. He can do anything right now. Brady is obviously probably lost a little bit, but you're not going to sit here and tell me as a whole, Aaron Rodgers is better, better than Tom Brady. I watched the Colin Cowherd video this week and I've had some people tell me to agree that if you're going to compare Aaron to anybody, compare him to Big Ben. Okay. I could see that. Two rings to one ring. Big Ben is constantly dis- disappoints in the regular season, constantly disappoints in the playoffs. I mean, they won their ring, or his last Super Bowl he went to was 2012, when, or 2010 when he lost to uh, Aaron because he went in six, or he went in 05 and one, then 08 and one, and then he lost in 10. So it's in 2010. I mean, he has gotten Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. He had Heinz Ward still. Um, you know, he's got Juju. He's had all these great defensive players that have come through on this roster. And he, you're going to tell me the last eight you mean years? Offensive? No, like even defense. Like their defense has been amazing. That team since yeah. 2010 has had Paul Amalu and Joey Porter and Larry Foote. And uh, they have Joe Hayden now. TJ. Is TJ Watt on that? TJ team? Watt's there. You know, they, they've had these great players come through in the last 10 years and they can't even get back to the AFC title game. And I know Peyton was there. Peyton was in the way. You know, he he went. He had his you know runs. And Aaron Rodgers is the same way. You know, you've you've played with Donald Driver. You have Devontae Adams. Uh, you have Clay Matthews. Randall Cobb. You have had Randall Cobb. You know, all these all these Jordy Jordy Nelson. All these great players on you know on offense and on some of the defensive side. And you're losing in the first round. You're losing to the Cowboys. It's just he's very disappointing when it comes to the postseason. He has a sub. 500 postseason record. We looked that up. I think that's what, or he was like right at 500, whatever we looked close. up that time. Yeah. I think Joe Flacco has a better record than he does in the playoffs. And then coming into this game, they're 0 3 on the road. And I think they said Aaron Rodgers all time is uh, below 500. I think it said on the road. I think that's what it said something like that this morning. That, that might not be completely accurate, but it's something around there. So don't come at me and tell me. You know, he's 3-3-1. Three, three and one. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Don't tell me at 3-3-1, three, three and one, Aaron Rodgers right now is better than Tom Brady at 6-2. No. And then I've also said this, too. Everyone's always like, well, New well, who's New England got to compete with? You know, they've got the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills in their division. That's a cakewalk every year. Who does Aaron Rodgers have? The Lions. Yeah. The Vikings. 
and the Bears. Tell me when any of those three teams have been good in the last 15 years. Well, Bears? The Bears had one Super Bowl run where they lost. But they're ahead. Of- and that was before Aaron was even a starter when they went no 6 Okay, Minnesota's had what, three good seasons since 2008? And what was the last two seasons was two of those? The last two seasons, and then the year AP like broke almost broke the single-season rushing record. They got beaten in the first round. Yeah. And then the Lions are the Lions. So don't tell me Tom Brady has an easier division. I mean, at least he had to play the Jets twice in the AFC title game. Agreed. So, and statistically, yes. Aaron. I mean, statistically, Drew Brees is better than both of them. You want to look at records? <laughs> I mean, he just passed, what, Peyton for the yards and the touchdowns? Or has, has he gotten to the touchdowns yet? I think he might have. I don't know. Yeah, he's at 501. So, you know, don't talk to me about Aaron Rodgers being, you know, like if you're going to make a list right now, if I was going to make a list, this is my bias list. I have Brady, Peyton, Montana, probably Drew Brees, Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron's down there fighting with, you know, Steve Young, John Elway, Dan Marino, like th- that's the tier he's in. He's not in this Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning elite, elite right here. I mean, now the argument's a little different with LeBron and MJ, just because that's a different sport and you'd look at things differently. In the NFL, if you go thirteen and three and get knocked out in the first round by the freaking Redskins or the Cardinals, like no. has Tom Brady ever been knocked out in the first round? Actually, scratch that. Does Tom Brady ever even play in the first round? Because he's always got a first round bye. So, I yes. think I think it's been. I think it sets. <laughs> like Tom Brady's Ruth Chris and Aaron Rodgers is Olive Garden. Well, if you're going to Ruth Chris, you would say like Longhorn. No, because all well, Olive Longhorn is Italian. Is, no, I'm just saying like tier restaurant. Like uh, Ruth Chris is up here. Okay, you get a thirty dollars steak, fifty dollars steak, or you can go to like we'll we'll say Longhorn and get like eighteen dollars steak. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is $18 steak, Tom Brady's a $30 steak. Big Ben's like a like a $20 steak. Peyton Manning's like a $27, $28 steak. Like don't 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 do that. Just stop. And if you think and like I'm not knocking Aaron Rodgers' talent. Like yes, right now there are throws he can make that Aaron, that uh, Tom Brady cannot make. And that's great. Yeah. But it I'm sure there's shots that LeBron can hit that MJ can't. But guess who's got rings? Guess who has a better, you know, I mean, the difference is like LeBron's been to seven straight finals. If Aaron Rodgers had been to like four straight Super Bowls, you could still, you could say, well, he got there. I mean, he's been to, Tom Brady's been to Super Bowl eight times. I could, Aaron Rodgers once. I guess I could see if they started comparing if Aaron Rodgers has been in that many Super Bowls. Yeah. And, and what's the thing too? The NBA is more of a solo deal which football yes you take the defense into account special teams i mean i understand aaron Rodgers has not had the greatest defense but you know tom brady normally doesn't have a good defense either no they give a lot of points i mean i i I, and i understand um you know tom's he gets he gets the plus when it comes to head coach he's got bill belichick you know he's he's up there top three top two best coach to ever play near coach the game so i get that that's not Brady's fault. Brady can't help that. Mm-mm. I got people out here saying that the NFL is a system league. Nope. For some teams, yes. But when you've been doing it now since 2001 with the only hiccup Tom Brady's ever had in his life, life when he had a knee problem and had to have surgery. And mm-hmm. I think that was 07. 
Well, Aaron Rodgers had the collarbone. Aaron Rodgers is always hurt. That's my other knock about against Aaron. Yes. Tom Brady's been hurt one time in his life. Then last year, he had a messed up finger for whatever happened in her hand and had to wear a glove and almost won the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers falls down and like you know tweaks his collarbone and he's out for it nine weeks. I almost guarantee you, if New England gets up by two scores Sunday night, Aaron Rodgers leaves with an injury at some point. Okay, maybe. So yes, like I and it, I know it seems like I'm bashing Aaron, and it's like it's not. I'm not because he's a, he's a great quarterback. He's the second best quarterback in the league right now. But like, people fall in love with who's hot right now. That's the problem. Mahomes. I guarantee there's people out there saying Mahomes is better than Brady right now. You gonna tell me that's not a system? You gonna tell me Andy Reid? He was doing the same thing with Alex, Alex Smith the last you know four years. They weren't putting up numbers like this, but God, the Chiefs were going what like eleven and five and stuff, you know, and then they can't get done in the playoffs. So anyway, rant is over. I guess Tom Brady is the goat. He's Ruth Chris, and he's Aaron, a thirty dollar steak. He's thirty dollar steak. Aaron Rodgers is eighteen dollar steak. <laughs> that's that if you disagree please comment text whatever you gotta do I wanna talk about it I do so badly gotcha. you comment whatever you gotta do wanna come on the show and scream at me please do it Tom Brady's a goat how do you compare those quarterbacks to steaks what's wrong with you I want my quarterbacks to be steaks <laughs> medium rare please okay my running backs are the hamburgers they're, they're the ground beef son Okay, let's wrap this up. All right. Well, if you listened, thank you so much. Um, you know, please, we still <laughs> I feel like we're begging for the reviews and, and the likes on um, Apple Podcasts and iTunes now, but we still need it. And we're still, you know, going to do a show every week. Um, we are going to change Fridays. going to change Fridays now because I got a new job. So I have to work five days a week like a normal human and work just eight hour days. So it might be night. I'm going to miss my 410s. Having Fridays off to do nothing and do this, but we'll still get them out there and hopefully can do more of a um, post weekend show if we can move a little earlier in the week so we can talk more about the week that just went by. But there's always so much to cover in the upcoming weeks. I don't even mind it, but well, thank you. And uh, again, we didn't talk about the Bills QB situation. JP wants to talk about that. Nathan Perryman is that deal. Nathan Perryman, St. John's County Schools. So. All right. Well, if you listen, thank you. Hit us up. Tell us what you thought. And uh, tell your friends about us. We're trying to build an audience. And that's about it. So yep. appreciate the listen. And thank you. See you. Good evening. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Wait a minute. Oh, my. That's this week's episode of Roundtable Sports Talk Podcast with your hosts, Austin and Brett. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Roundtable Sports Talk. Thank you for listening.